Happy New Year, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 32 of the We Are Speaking Podcast. During each weekly 30-minute episode, we address some of our favorite topics, including American history and culture, government, education, and politics from a black perspective. We are so very glad you're joining us today. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community. We offer branding and marketing services, including online training and small group coaching to independent writers and creative and solo professionals. You can find out more at our website, teamowens313gcc.com. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. My name is Pamela Hilliard-Owens, and I am one of the co-hosts of We Are Speaking, in partnership with my husband and business partner, Keith Owens, who also wrote and performed the intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. Hi, Keith. Hey, good to be here again. Well, today it's Saturday, January 7th, as we are recording this. That means it's the day after Friday, January 6th. January 6th was the second anniversary of the insurrection and attempted coup against our Congress and our Capitol building on January 6th, 2021. Yesterday, uh, President Biden and the Biden administration and all of the Democrats in Congress and one Republican congressional member stood on the steps of the Capitol that was almost destroyed by the insurrectionists and the rioters and gave homage to the day. President Biden also took that day, January 6th, to give the, the citizen, I believe it's called the Citizens Award. I'll have to look that up. I'm sorry. But it's the second highest award someone can receive uh, from the federal government. And he gave that to Capitol and Metro Police officers, to the election officials who have been maligned because they stood their ground about the 2020 election. And, and many others, oh, and especially to, especially to Officer uh, Eugene Goodman, who, as you remember, kept not only kept Mitt Romney individually and the entire Senate away from the rioters, literally feet away from the rioters. So he, this is his second award, that he's high award that he's gotten for that. But also yesterday on January 6th, going into this morning, January 7th, the House of Representatives finally elected Kevin McCarthy of California, Speaker of the House. That's why the name of this episode is The House in Chaos. It took 15 votes, and the last and it, the last vote was just before midnight on January 6th yesterday to elect Kevin McCarthy Speaker. In, not only did it take 15 votes, but he had to literally give away the store. And by the store, I mean our store. Our store of our rights, our, our store... And of, of the way that the House committees are going to bring up bills to be brought to the floor. Because if, if as, 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 the power of the speaker and, and the power of the speaker, I was going to get to that. The power of the speaker, because his one of his last concessions is that any congressperson, just one, can call for um, a vote of no confidence and he's out of there. And he had, he had tried to hold on for five, but they made him go down to one. So all they have to do is get mad at him, anybody. 
and he's out of there, and we have to go through this whole process. How many was it before? It was like fifteen. I, I believe it was fifteen, and then it went down to five. And the reason for th- the reason for that is because just so one person who's mad that day can't eliminate the speaker, no matter how bad he, he or she may be, uh, one person is is just not enough. If you if if it was fifteen like it was originally, or even five, you'd have to come to a consensus among some pe- a few people before you could do that. But also, as you all probably know, the House of Representatives is where all financial bills start, not in the Senate. So now these election deniers and uh, MAGA people are in charge of the finances of the entire country. And that means of the world, because if the United States economy gets sick, the world gets pneumonia. And and so they've already um, said that they are not going to raise the debt ceiling. Okay. Unless they get what they want. Well, that's, that's what I'm getting right, to. Right. They are not going to raise the debt ceiling unless they get concessions from the Biden administration. And the number one concession they want is to reduce or eliminate Social Security and Medicare. And also, of course, they want to almost eliminate financing for the war in Ukraine. They want to reduce the military budget, which is not such a bad thing. But the way they want to do it, while China and North Korea and Iran are ramping up, this is no time for us to ramp down. They want to get rid of the FBI because they are mad that the FBI got a search warrant to get documents that Donald Trump stole from us, the government. And so they're mad about that. And so they want to eliminate the entire Federal Bureau of Investigation. They want to take away the, the new funding for the IRS because, of course, they didn't tell anyone. The way that they framed the new funding for the IRS is that the IRS is not going to come knocking on your door for your tax returns. That is not what that funding is for. That funding was for over a five-year period, number one, to pay for hiring more people for the people who are retiring. And then number two, those are 99% of those new jobs would be administration jobs. If you've ever had to call the IRS, you know you've been on hold for two hours. The reason you've been on hold for two hours is because there are not enough people to answer your questions. And so they don't care that they're destroying the company, the country, destroying the economy, and of course spending all this time investigating Hunter Biden's laptop. Nothing about policies that will actually help the American people including their own constituents. So, Keith, this was a, an historic amount of time to elect a speaker. So the last time it took more than one, vo- one vote to elect a speaker was back in 1923. And, and this time it took 15 votes. And, uh, this, and it was just, it was very, very, content, very, very contentious. One, was about the 18th. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and, and, but back in 18, I, think, I believe it was 1859, just before the Civil War broke out, was when it was this contentious, and it and it took I think two or three months to get the, get the the speaker of the house elected. Now, in the House of Representatives, no business can be conducted until a speaker is elected. Until the speaker is elected, the new Congress people who had just been elected are not even Congress people. We have to call them Congress person elect because they are not true members of Congress. Until they have been sworn in, they can't be sworn in until the speaker is elected. So though the and, and remember, a, a new Congress in, in the House, they are elected or reelected every two years, rather than every six years like with the Senate. So all of those people were quote unquote new members of Congress because they had just been elected or reelected. And on Tuesday, a lot of them brought their kids and their grandkids and their families to watch them be sworn in. By Friday, they were all gone. 
You don't have your six-year-old granddaughter sitting around for five days, you know, waiting for you to get sworn in. So all of that was gone. And that's the reason why I call this episode The House in Chaos it's because that's that's exactly what it is in chaos. It was it was chaotic throughout all of the voting and all of the hand wringing and all of the the way that the, that Kevin McCarthy had to give away everything. It was chaotic in in the way that we had to start and stop and start and stop and come back today and come back tomorrow and and come back and they didn't even do the fifteenth vote. No, they did the thirteenth vote yesterday afternoon. They had to do the fourteenth and the fifteenth vote after ten o'clock last night. And so, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about the other side of the aisle, of which we are very proud. But Keith, talk about what, what you found out a little bit about Kevin McCarthy and his role. Well, the thing about Kevin McCarthy is, most importantly, that he has given up. The reason why he gave up everything, I don't, I don't even know if I'd say the reason for it. Kevin has been, it's hard to call him Speaker of the House, he's, he's wanted this role since he first came. Because uh, this mm-hmm. is always, always what he's wanted. And right. I think when you and I were talking yesterday... When I when he finally got became Speaker of the House, the first saying that came to my mind was, "Be careful what you ask for, because you just may get it." Right. As other commentators have said, there's no indication that he even want, he even has a plan. All he he wants the title. The same thing with Trump. Mm-hmm. All Trump wanted was the t- just like with his hotels, had right. his name across. Right. There's no plan. As far as you had mentioned that he does, not just him but others in the, uh, the radical right. Uh, don't care if we lose Social Security, etc. I take it further than that. It's not that they don't care; they've never wanted it. Right. Okay. They've right. never, they've never wanted Social Security, and which goes back, back to the, the Roosevelt years when, mm-hmm. those, when many of those programs were first brought in, with the, as well as Lyndon Johnson's Great Society. Right. Right. They, they haven't wanted it as popular as they were. These programs became very popular all across America, mm-hmm. but they've never wanted it because it takes money away. From rich, rich white men, basically. And this actually goes back. Uh, this actually goes back further than that. I mean, I wrote an article about that in the last couple of days. I'll put the link in the show notes. But it, and and I get a lot of this information from uh, Professor his, and, and historian Heather Cox Richardson because when she writes on her Substack every day, she relates what's currently happening to what happened in history. And she has said more than once. All of this hatred and calling liberals socialists goes all the way back to the 19th century because the rich white men, men at that time, rich white men thought that if um, anything was done for the other people, it was spending their money. Right. So that was was the whole point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They are completely... Anarchists, right? Okay. They're they're not they're not. People keep on talking about is the party worth saving? What can happen with the party? That party has been dead since Trump was elected. Right. That that there is no Republican mm-hmm. party. Mm-hmm. They, what they are is anarchists. Right. And I mean, if anybody, I'm a big you know fan of the movie Batman. But if anybody sees one of the best character uh, portrayals by Heath Ledger, right, of, of, the, of, of the, the Joker. Joker that's what he, the Joker is a sociopathic anarchist. Right. He just wants, he doesn't care what happens after, just burn it down. Right. Their plan, Steve Bannon has virtually said this, mm-hmm. is you know, we'll worry about what to do later right. once it's burned down. Right. But right now, let's burn this down. So, where Kevin McCarthy comes in, circling back to what you're asking, is that where Kevin fits into their plan, because right. they were opposed to him, radically opposed to him. Right. But it was gets to the one vote. Right. Uh, about where they can remove him with just one one person voting to bring him down is because that's the tightest leash they can get. That means he basically he has to do not basically he has to do whatever they ask, or right. they can they can yank 
the change. Right. And when people uh, raise the concern or saying that, well, it, how how can they do that, and what will happen to the mm-hmm. country? And, and as you as you point out, all the things that can happen will be. Bills cannot get passed. Uh, the debt ceiling, the debt ceiling won't get raised. So then we won't pay, be able to pay our debts. All these things, and p- people are still talking as if somehow that will bring them in check. No. And the point is, that's what people need, need to get get strapped in for. Mm-hmm. Is that that is the just like they say, cruelty is the point. Right. That is the point. When they say they want to destroy, it's, all you need to do is look back at January sixth mm-hmm. and the fact that they didn't want to bring charges against any of them. Right. These were their people. That's their strategy. Bring it down. The, the one we hope we do have is that. The folks like the president, like President Biden, mm-hmm. have more experience than almost all of them put together. Right. So hopefully, I mean, because I don't know, but there may be some ways to at least stem it off. Mm-hmm. And also, I would add, the committee assignments that they've asked for mm-hmm. are very strategic because they want to be in control of the committees that are over, like you say, Social Security, where they can cut off. And, and and number one is the Rules Committee. Right. The Rules right. Committee and the chair of the Rules Committee, they are the ones that bring the uh, bills to the full floor. Everything is done in committees, both in the House and in the Senate. So the people in the committees, that's why they fight over which committees they want to be on. And they like to be on committees where their interests are, but also they want to be on the committees that are the most important, such as the Rules Committee, such as the Judiciary Committee and all of that. And so uh, the Rules Committee is the is the committee that after the committee, is, 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 is the, well, the committee that after all the other committees have hashed out all the details of the bill and voted to bring it to the full floor, the rules committee is the one that decides whether that goes to the full floor. And so after the committee has done its work, the chair of the rules committee doesn't like it. It won't get to the full floor with a full vote. And if it doesn't get to the full vote, it can't be sent to the Senate. And that's the committee Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to get. I just want to raise Roger Taylor Greene. With all the opposition to Kevin McCarthy, mm-hmm. Marjorie Taylor Greene has staunchly been in his corner. Right. Now remember, Marjorie Taylor Greene is one that was yanked off all the committees because of all her shenanigans. Uh, and her anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism. Everything. Jewish space light lasers. Right. So she was, she was pulled off of committees. But people thought back then, it's like, well, that's great. We'll show her. Didn't mean anything. Her popularity went higher mm-hmm. because of that. Because among her, okay, great. That means she's not trusted by the enemy. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. spent that time to basically rally her base more with social media everything else so that now that her day has come mm-hmm. not she is the farthest of the far right, right. she's been continue, she has continued to back Kevin McCarthy what that means because a lot of people including me thought Kevin's not going to get in right but now that he's in but with, she's the one that's been there all along so uh, she's one of the uh, biggest threats to the established order and there is and now she even though the other Republicans have been pulling at it, just because of the way politics works, if anybody gets rewarded, right. she will. Right. And so and that's something to really watch. Which brings me to another threat they want to take off committees altogether. Adam Schiff, who was the impeachment manager for both impeachment trials. Well, for one of them, he was on the other one. Il- Il- Ilhan Omar, just because they don't like her because she's a Muslim. Even though she has been voted, I think it's the third time, either the second or third time, she's been voted overwhelmingly into Congress by her by her mostly non-Muslim district. She's very... She's in Minnesota? Yeah, she's in Minnesota. She's Somali in, in Minnesota. And so it was Adam Schiff, Elon Omar, and... Oh, my goodness, that made me forget the third one that they said for sure. But anyway, they want to take those people off the committees. Now, if you remember back during the confirmation hearings for Associate Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson, 
and some of the other committees and things like that, because the senators are the ones who vote for the Supreme Court. You, you remember how ugly and rude they were. Any of the House committees that you've seen, you, you know how ugly and rude Jim, Jim, Jim Jordan is. He, he, he's terribly rude. And so a lot of other, other of them, because it's what's called, it's what's called performance, performance. All they're doing is performing. They're performing for social media. They're performing for their base. They're performing for Hannity. They're performing for Tucker. They're performing for future ads. They want people to see how ugly they can be. Now, we compare that to the way that uh, the uh, House Select Committee to, to investigate the January 6th attacks, attack, compare that to how they acted. That is the way that you hold committee hearings. But uh, they, don't, they don't want to do that. They want to do just the opposite. So, meanwhile, Keith, while I look it up, because I want to talk more about, while, while uh, I, just, I just want to uh, say that we have to be very, very afraid because we cannot operate a government when half the government, half of one-third of the government, wants to tear it down. The legislative body is one-third of the government. So it's the legislature, and as a matter of fact, in the Constitution, they talk about the legislative branch first. Because it is, even though they're supposed to be co-equal, nothing can get done without bills and laws. So that, that's t- talked about first. And it is deliberate the way that they did the Senate and the House, although there are problems on, on both of those, how, how they configured both of those. Because with the Senate having two senators per two senators per state, that means that the very small states with almost no population have even more of an influence than the larger states. And then, of course, the House, one of the reasons why these people are in charge is because of the House and the gerrymandering are taking place. And so the Republicans, even though they are, they are fewer in population, they have more representation. So we'll talk about that in, a, in another podcast. But that's exactly why we have these people now. But we're in, a lot, we're in a lot of trouble when one half of one third of the government is trying to tear the government down. A lot of these people who are now in the House are not only election deniers, but they were, they were in January 6th. They were there. They helped plan it. They helped investi- instigate it. But they don't want to investigate it, which is the other thing that they want to do. They want to investigate the investigators. Well, they've been they've been planning this. That's what also needs to come out, and has been talked about. This was not spontaneous, mm-hmm. and January six committees brought that out in terms of for January six and right. how well they were planned. But more so, this entire movement mm-hmm. goes back to when uh, the Republican convention, when the Christian right, mm-hmm. took over. and from that point forward, they and that goes back. 30, 40 years. Yeah, this, is, this has been building for decades. For decades. Where they, where they began to take over, start, starting with like city councils, mm-hmm. school boards, right. small meetings that people, organizations and committees that people were not paying attention to. Right. But bit by bit, they you know, they take over small local government, they became groomed, they continually were got frustrated when they didn't get the president they wanted, they didn't mm-hmm. want... Uh, Mitt Romney. Right. They didn't want John uh, McCain. McCain because it wasn't right. Finally, mm-hmm. when it came time, um, they definitely didn't want jo- uh, Jeb Bush. Right. So because when well, they kept on being thwarted, it started with the, the Tea Party. And the Tea Party started to make a, you know, a lot of noise. Right. And, and they gave 
uh, Speaker Boehner, uh, hell. Mm-hmm. But even they are nothing compared to what's happening now. But it's the, this entire thing about tear it down has been coming for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's that's fascinating about that is that if you, you go to the, the page, the United States House of Representatives, their webpage, just at the very top when you start talking about what the original purpose right. of the House is, uh, this is real brief, I don't want to read the whole thing, but it just says the Constitution grants... The U.S. House of Representatives, a unique set of powers in the federal government, embodying the framers' intent to make it uniquely responsive to the will of the people. Mm-hmm. Repeat that, that to the right. responsive that's to the will of the people. people. And that's what's so important, because when you look at the polls that are taken in mm-hmm. terms of what the people want, whether it's gun rights, abortion, mm-hmm. all these things they want to roll back, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, mm-hmm. let alone Social Security, Medicare, mm-hmm. the, what the people want. And what they want, it becomes very clear who they're responsive to. Mm-hmm. And right here in Michigan, we've talked about how proud we are of what happened in Michigan. Right. Well, but how they have, they, because they finally dismantled, not completely dismantled, but, mm-hmm. but the gerrymandering. Right. Because there's a, it's a Democratic state, but the Democrats weren't getting anything because Republicans controlled it because it was so horribly gerrymandered. And that's what's happening in, in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, right. So once we were able to straighten that out, mm-hmm. then Michigan finally became, you know, was able to, to be more Democratic state than it was. Right. And we have something you, have, you don't see in any other state in the nation. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a woman governor, a woman lieutenant governor, a woman a, a, a attorney general, mm-hmm. and a black lieutenant governor. Mm-hmm. And the things that they're able to take on, and don't and don't forget, we we flipped the Michigan legislature. That's one of the most so important. over for the forty for the first time in forty right. years. And as of now, we have a, a Democratic majority in the in the in the Michigan legislature. In the, well, the Michigan House is is a, well Democratic majority in both houses. Right. But the the Speaker of the House for Michigan is a black, a man, black man, and yeah. the leader in the Senate is a white woman. Right. And so you have to go to you have to go all the way down. When I say all the way down, from the top of where the governors. You have to get into the Supreme Court before you see a white man in charge. Right. And, that, and that's, the, that's the point. Is that Michigan, what's happened in Michigan is what they're afraid of. Because once you start turning it over to what the original intent. Right. They all, and this is the thing that kills me. They always call about themselves originalists. Right. They always call, refer to, even on Supreme Court, mm-hmm. the original intent. Right. The originalists. They call themselves originalists. The original intent right. was for the House of Representatives to represent the people. Right. That's the intent. They're not originalists because they're doing everything they can to keep the people away from it. Mm-hmm. And, and as you as you mentioned before, as we both mentioned before, this battle between true power for the people, especially power to the people, and right? The, the battle between power of the people and and the rich landowners, right? Mostly white men. That has been going on since there was. A country, right? Exactly, they, because exactly. Because they have never, mm-hmm. well, they, and, they, and then they got really mad when they had to give up the slaves, right? So this whole thing—it's always been land on. They found found nefarious ways to keep that, mm-hmm. and most of all because they're not only were they rich landowners, but what does that mean? They have more money, they have more access to education, mm-hmm. they have more power. So we, that's why we always end up on the losing end, right? Because right. they have more access to the resources to keep the power concentrated right. in their hands. And and before before we go, we only have a few minutes left. I want to go to the other side of the aisle. If you watch the hearings at all, I mean the uh, vote voting at all this this week. First of all, Kevin McCarthy had from from the first week in November, after the House won, won their very, very slim majority, all the way till now to get his votes together. He did not. 
Okay, Nancy Pelosi, when she became speaker, especially the second time in 2018, 2018, and she was in 2020. Well, anyway, after, in, in 2018, uh, when, when she became speaker of the House, there were a lot of disagreements within the Democratic Party, especially from the very progressive left to the very conservative right side of the, of the left. And there were lots of spats and all of that. But she got that together. She got that together before Christmas. And so when it was time for January 3rd, which is when the Congress is supposed to come into session, it was, it was a done deal. Right at, when she decided to retire, Nancy Pelosi I'm talking about, retire from leadership. She is still in the Congress. When she decided to t- retire from leadership, that was already, that was already done. She already, knew about, she already knew she was going to choose ha- Hakeem Jeffries to take her place. And then the other two, Paul, Pete Aguilar and, I, and Catherine, Catherine, the, the woman from Massachusetts. Who's, oh, okay. Right. Well, anyway, the three of them. Right, right. I have to start writing these names down yeah, before we start too. recording. They already knew. They knew in November what their jobs were going to be. And through vote after vote after vote after vote this week, there, there are 200, at the present time, there are 212 Democrats in the House. All of them, to, from number one to number 212, voted, stood united and voted in, in unison for, their, for Hakeem Jeffries, who is the, the minority leader, meaning that because he's the Democrats are the minority party this time. So, but, and that's the first time a black person has been leader of, the, of either caucus from either side ever. And so they stood, they stood in unison for him, and people are, are joking because 212 is the area code for New York City. But he's from Brooklyn, That's and, and the Brooklyn has a different area code. But they said, we'll take it, we'll take it, because the most populous part of New York is New York City, and 212 is the, is the area code for, from, for New York City. But the other thing to remember is that it's going to be 213 in a couple of months, because one of the Democratic uh, Congress people from Virginia died right after the midterm election. So they're having so so they they already had the primary and there's a a black woman who won the primary, and she's going to she's going to win. They, they're p- trying to put up a Republican, but uh, she, the, she, the Republican won't get that spot. So that'll be two thirteen, and then when they finally throw out George Santos, or take him back to Brazil, he's not going to last the entire time. That they're going to fight like heck to get that seat back. So then it'll be 214 Democrats and 220, I, I, mean, I think it'll be 220 or 21. Anyway, he will, McCarthy will only have a very, very, very small lead. And if he can't get his speakership together, how is he going to get his caucus together? Yeah, and he can't get his speakership mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's, that's what's been proven, as people have said. If it took you 15 times mm-hmm. and you didn't, and we go back to Nancy Pelosi, right. who, as you said, got it wrapped up before, but not only has one of the greatest speakers of all time, but she also demonstrated that's how you get it done. Right. You don't make those decisions until you know you have the numbers. You have right. to be able to count. Right. And if you can't count, and if he's coming in and you can't even put get your group together, that's any leader. Right, exactly. It doesn't matter if, if it, for president, if, if you're running for Senate, if you're running for student council. Right, right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have to get your people together right. and in line and right. follow you. And, and they, because if, if you're looking behind you, there's nobody back there. Right, exactly. And, and that's exactly what's happening. He's just sitting there, he's just sitting there in the role that he can't get anything. Right, right, right. At all. And he always has to be, and he always has to be, because he was so willing to give up everything to get that title, he knows that if he steps, makes a misstep, if he trips over his shoelace, 
He's gone. He's out of there. I'm going to have to go through all of it because then the government will stop again because the House can't do anything until they have his right. That's the thing. I mean, we've been, I was say, it's been tempting. It's easy to, to laugh about the 15th. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the four, point is, is that he's put the entire nation at risk. Right. Because it's, because, because he's that far, that a heartbeat away, he falls down. Who comes behind him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Any one of those is a threat to the nation. He's right. a threat because he can't do anything. He falls in the there, there is no legitimate right. person in line for that position. So for the next two years, we'll pretty much just have to hope and pray it doesn't get blown up. Because but but, but they're, they're, because, they, because they can, they're going to try to throw him out. Then the, then the whole government stops again because the House cannot do anything without a speaker in place. So we'll have to go through all of this again to try to elect a new speaker. And so it's 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 going. To, we're going to talk about this later as we go on and on. But we just wanted to talk about this because this literally just happened. But two things I want you to remember, and I'm going to post the link in the show notes for this podcast. You have to listen to Hakeem Jeffries' speech before he gave the gavel to uh, Kevin McCarthy. His 15 minute speech last night. Like at one o'clock in the morning. Hakeem Jeffries gave the Yes, uh, I don't he, because he's the leader. Nancy Pelosi wasn't the the, the speaker, the, the leader. Because long time ago, several months ago, Kevin McCarthy actually said he couldn't wait to right. get, to get to get the speaker from Nancy Pelosi because he wanted to hit her over the head right. with it. Okay, right. Right. but Nancy Pelosi stepped down from leadership, so the gavel was in the hands of Hakeem Jeffries. So and, and, and he wanted to take McCarthy wanted to take it from, from Pelosi so badly. But to, so there's a picture of of uh, Jeffries handing it over because he's the one who's the leader of the of the party, of the Democratic Caucus. But I want I'm gonna put the link to the to the video. He took us to church with that speech. And not only did he take us to church, he took the Republicans to church. He took them out to the woodshed I should say. Yeah, they ain't going to church. Mm-mm. Uh right. <laughs> But he told them exactly where the Democrats stand. He told them about themselves because he got some booze from the Republican side. That's too bad. But he told them about themselves. But we, it's, it's time for us to, to uh, close this down. We, we're going to revisit this. But I want to remind you that our podcast is brought to you by the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community Branding and Marketing Academy. So if you are an independent writer or a creative or solo professional, who is looking for assistance in branding and marketing yourself or your company, log on to teamowens313gcc.com. Thank you. I'll talk to you next week.